Why Hunger is the Key, today on Voice for Restoration podcast. Let's go. Greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you. A beautiful December 8th morning, 2020, Jacksonville, Florida. It is a crispy right now. Uh, 55 degrees is actually afternoon here. It was 37 this morning when I got up. Wow, that is getting cold for us down here. That is uh, that is definitely not flip-flop weather. So if you're watching this on YouTube, just go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And if you would do that, like the video, turn on the notifications. If you haven't done that already, it really kind of will help us build this channel. And of course, if you're listening to us on the many, many of the uh, podcasts, available platforms that we're on. God bless you. We're glad you are with us. Today, I'm going to talk about why hunger is such a key and that you can't manufacture it. And, you know, Jesus said that uh, those who hunger and thirst will be filled. And, and what I've learned uh, over, you know, 30 years of ministry, we're really over the last 27 because you know, I had the wonderful opportunity of, of, of having some prayer time with one of my mentors, Dan Duke, this morning. And we were talking about um, when Rodney Howard Brown came to Jacksonville so many, so many, 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 many uh, years ago, 27, actually. And Dan talking about he didn't know what was going on. Just it was God. It took him a couple of days for religion to break. I... I didn't have that problem because I think I just wasn't smart enough. Um, 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 so I don't think I had the uh, the ability to doubt anything or go, this is not God or anything like that. The thing that what what so hit me was I was hungry. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and we were talking about how how Holy Spirit was just so real. Dan, who is uh, 20 years my senior and has been in ministry since the 70s, got born again in the 70s. I got born in 89, born again in 89. So he had 20 years head start of me. Um, talked about how it's so impacted his life and mine, how we've stayed hungry for these 27 years and we just want to see God. Now, I mean, we still drink. We're very joyful in the Lord. And we still, we were talking this morning about there's just something more we want. And we're, we're praying and seeking what the Lord has for us in this hour in our city and stuff like that. But we were talking about the hunger and how it's amazing how people just fall out of hunger and and how that is so dangerous in your um in your walk with the lord because you know um hunger hunger in every relationship believe it or not is key even in your marriage even with you know your kids i mean you know i guess hunger doesn't describe it the right way maybe but I, I love my kids and I have this, uh, and I love my wife and I have this desire. I, I don't sleep good when Kathy's out of town or I'm out of town. I don't sleep as well when she's, I, I am just, I'm the guy who loves being married. So I feel like I got something in my eye here. Um, and that is my whole thing is like, I love being married. I love my wife and you have to have a hunger. You can love your wife and still not have a hunger for her company 
um, for, for have the passion. I guess hunger translates into passion is probably a good way to, to talk about that. You know, I remember the first quote Bill Johnson, I ever wrote down what Bill Johnson was, if you don't contend for it, you won't have the passion to maintain it or keep it if God gives it to you. And I thought about that, you know, what is passion? What is that hunger that we need to have? And why is it so important for us uh, to have? And and that was in 07. And, you know, because it wasn't something that I spoke out often that I, I just kind of um, said. So, you know, New Bible, um, still trying to get all my watering holes underlined. Um, but this is the verse I want us to go off to. Uh, Proverbs 27, 7, a satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. You know, when you are hungry, you know, when you're, when you're satisfied, I don't need any more of that. When I, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want, I don't need any more food. I, I don't need it. You know, you can say no to things when you're satisfied. But when you're hungry, you can't. You you where, where other people might not, you know. Uh, I remember Jerry Seinfeld talking about eating like uh, half-eaten sandwiches or something when he's when he was in comedy because you know eat it, you know you get back late, you're hungry, you know maybe it's close. Someone's put their tray outside the door. Him saying, "I took a half of this off their tray." He says, "What were they going to do to it?" Their whole plot was to leave something out in the hallway to get me or something like that. So, you know, when you're hungry, you kind of push the envelope after things. And when you're hungry for God, where other people are satisfied with going to church on Sunday morning, going to church Sunday night, Wednesday night, doing the same old thing, it doesn't work for you. And no one really, let me explain something. Those who are not hungry will tell you just to be satisfied. But when you're hungry, um, the only thing that satisfies is, is God. When you're spiritually hungry, the only thing that can satisfy me is the Lord. And I believe that God actually makes us dissatisfied. You know, I think it's actually a blessing of God when he actually wakes us up from um, the, um, the mundane of our life. And he begins to reveal to us and stir in us that there is more than what we're doing, more than what we've been after. And he begins to stir that in us. And it, it is annoying when he does it, to be honest with you, in a way. Because you're like, man, I just want to, like, you know, you just kind of want to be happy. And I remember um, it was 2001. And, you know, I had told the Holy Spirit in, in 1996, I told the Lord that, you know, you can correct me on anything. I gave him access to every area of my life and said, you can correct me on every area of my life. Feel, you know, I give you total permission to come in. And, and I, I remember it was Easter 2001 and I'm sitting in church and, you know, it's the Eastern play, you know, the Easter play and, um, Jesus, uh, goes down to hell and there's all the saints and Jesus is breaking the chains off of them and releasing them. But you know what the scripture says? The scripture says, as soon as the veil was rent and Jesus died, that the tombs opened. 
that the saints, that Jesus didn't go down the saints to free them. He died to free them. He went down there to preach to those who are in bondage forever and tell them, you had this opportunity, right? And you blew it. You denied me, and here's your eternal judgment. And um, so, you know, they're doing the, that normal thing, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and he says this to me. You know, that's not correct. And I, and I said... I remember saying this. I said, the Holy Spirit, um, can I just enjoy the service? And the Holy Spirit said to me, do you want to enjoy me or do you want to enjoy the service? And I repented quickly and asked the Holy Spirit to forgive me and then sat down. He began to show me in the scriptures. And, and you know, when you're hungry, you'll take even the bitter things the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Why? Because you're hungry. Because your whole purpose in life is God. Your whole purpose is Him, Father, Son, and Spirit. And that you'll receive the correction even if it's... I'll give you another human interaction instance of this. Uh, Randy asked me to be his son in the Lord in the uh, August of 99. And the next week we had a conference in Orlando with Dr. Bishop Hammond and Randy gave me a few things to do and when to do them, and I was obeying it perfectly. And 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 one of the things was, you know, as soon as Bishop Hammond is done, I need you to get four chairs up on the platform because we got some ordinations to do, and I want it moved really quick. So he's walking off, get those chairs up. So sure enough, Bishop Hammond, I'm on the side of the platform. Bishop Hammond's walking up, and I walk behind him as he's walking off, and I put four chairs up. And I get about three of them up. And Bishop Hammond goes, oh, wait a minute. I have another, I have one more thing I want to say. And he's walking back up and I put the four chip down and went down. And Randy kind of says to me, oh, you should have gotten off the stage once he said something. And it was really, it seemed really harsh. And, and I remember sitting there going, saying this, I'm saying, Lord, I wanted a spiritual father. This is how a father corrects a son. So I said to him, this is 1999, this is how a father corrects a son. And I received this correction. Well, after that night, we're up in the hotel room. It's got to be 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And Randy uh, says to me, hey, I really want to ask you to forgive me. I said, for what? He said, you didn't do anything wrong there. I was pretty harsh. And I stopped him and I said, look, I believe that was God. And he goes, why? He said, I think God was testing whether or not I was going to be a son, whether I was really going to sit there and abide in this. And yes, it hurt, it stung, but at the same time, I rec I, I just recognize that that's the way a father corrects a son. He he gets a little nitpicky sometimes. He you know Randy loves me. That's not a question, but he corrects me. He doesn't just go oh whatever you want to do. And that was the beginning of. A, a great journey in my life uh, with Randy as far as being my spiritual father. And he's been my spiritual father now for 21 years. And it's hard for people to understand that, that when you're hungry for God, even the bitter things, and Dan said something to me, it's like when you're hungry, you're open, you know, and when you're not hungry, you don't realize that you're actually closed, that, you know, you think God's going to violate that. But God says the hungry and thirsty get filled. How do you maintain your hunger when, when your life is good? That's the key.
That's the key because it's always it's easy to be hungry when you're hungry when you're you're hungry. But how do you be hungry when everything is wonderful? And that is relationship. That's where relationship over performance, relationship over ministry. It's about the relationship. I just want to hear your voice, oh Lord. You know, I just want to hear what you're saying, oh Lord. And you begin to hunger after that. And that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, I was just hungry for. Um, I was hungry for the Lord. I was hungry for, and I still am, and I don't think I've arrived at all, by way, no way, unbelievably have not. And and so I think... Um, um, I think it's important for us to really um, understand that hunger and that thirst. And we can get very satisfied. And, you know, it's not that hard to get satisfied because God is so good. So it's really easy to get satisfied because God is good, right? But you have to you have to always remember there's more and always remember that. That's why I tell, tell, I said to Dan today, I said, you know, yesterday's not for today. Today's my daily bread. I have to every day encounter God, every day, you know, be with him, every day seek his face. Um, and the day that, and, and the moment I don't do that, the moment I go, man, I had such a great touch. 27 years ago, I'm telling you, when me and Dan were praying today, there I got touched by God. And, um, you know, no one's laying hands on each other. We're not trying to lay hands on each other in that. And um, I think it's really important that we, uh, we do that. And we stay that hungry. And that's the key to growing with God, to the real true maturity in God is that hunger and sometimes we're hungry for ministry. Sometimes we're and nothing wrong. By the way, there's nothing wrong to hunger to fulfill your calling because I believe that's a gift of God that God's put the calling in you, and there's a hunger to fulfill that. And that is, I mean, I I want to walk out my calling and election. I want to fulfill what the Lord has for me, as I'm sure you do too. Um. Um. So. That's the kind of important stuff that I have with that. It's just how do you stay that hungry uh, over a long period of time? And I love Dan. Uh, I love Randy. I love Bill Johnson. The reason I love these people and admire them so much is their ability to stay hungry. You know, when I, me and Randy talk, we just about weep when we start talking about God, you know. And, and when I'm with Bill, um, when I'm around Bill Johnson and I'm with them, talking to him, I always ask him to pray for me because I always take more. Um, I, I love that man because he's so hungry for God. He's so hungry for God. And, and that's what I love about Dan. That's what I love about Rodney. It's just their hunger for the Lord. I'm just getting worked up here. I'm sorry about that, but uh, just, it's the hunger and, and it satisfies. But you know what? I got to wake up the next morning hungry again. I 
got to be hungry. I got to go, God, I need more of you. And I don't think we understand that. And sometimes our hunger, we don't have hunger. And and we don't know. If we don't go after God with our hunger. We fill in that hunger with other things to satisfy. And they don't. You know, Isaiah. Uh, let's just go there. Um, one of my watering holes I'll share with you. Isaiah 55. We'll just start with that. Begin that. This is everyone who thirsts come to the waters and you have no money. Come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and what your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's my heart. That's my heart for you today. That you will hunger and thirst for righteousness. Let's pray for a moment together. Can we end this podcast? Can I just pray for us? Lord, awaken our hunger. Awaken our thirst, O oh God, for you. Stir in us, O oh Lord, my King. Would you stir in us the hunger and the thirst for you? Cause us to be dissatisfied with that which does not satisfy. And stop spending our money which what cannot satisfy our souls. For you are the only one that can satisfy us. Fill us fresh with your glory. Fill us afresh with your very life-giving spirit. Give us dreams, visions, encounters with you. Touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord, and we'll be whole. Speak to us and we'll be clean. Satisfy us with your voice, with your love and your tender mercies. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. And man, it is just such great. I'm so thankful that you are following us on here and, um, and listening to our podcast. Share it with your friends. I love you and I do, do pray the best for you. And you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless.